The Vanderbilt Aggie Doors get another quarterback commitment from Diego Pavia. There's a true, true quarterback battle going on in Nashville. Let's go. You are Locked On Vandy, your daily podcast on the Vanderbilt Commodores, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome into the Locked On Vandy podcast on the Locked On Podcast Network. I'm your host, Corey Burton. Thanks for making Vandy, Locked On Vandy, your first listen every day. We are free and available wherever you get your podcasts and on YouTube as a part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Well, today's episode is brought to you by FanDuel. Make every moment more. Right now, new customers get $150 in bonus bets guaranteed when you place a $5 bet. Visit FanDuel.com slash locked on to get started. Woo. Okay. This quarterback thing is getting very, very interesting. We we just spent I've spent countless episodes breaking down brand new starter, Nate Johnson. Uh, I even had Kurt Page on. We're gonna have to have him back now. We're gonna have to invite him back now to to get our new uh to get our uh, a new breakdown, but Diego Pavia, former New Mexico State starting quarterback, is joining uh, the backup. His backup in Nashville, Diego Pavia, has signed with Vanderbilt, and I think that's a huge, huge get for the Commodores. I think it adds. I, I think it's nothing but good for the quarterback room, and and to create a quarterback competition is something that this team needs that's going to, I think, going to spark this offense. So that's what I think about it. It's going to spark this offense. That's that's all That's all I can say about it right now because I, that, that, that's all you can say because it, it's, it's a good thing. And, and ba- uh, Diego Pavia, here's the positives with him coming in. Now, it seems like I'm kind of all, all over the place on this, but I do think it's going to ignite this offense um, with him coming in. And uh, a lot of that is because, well – the rest of the freaking New Mexico State operation is in town, so there, there's advantages there. He knows the system now, so um, I, I think also it puts a little fire under Nate Johnson. I think it, I think it forces these freshman quarterbacks that we signed. Uh, I think it, it forces them to kind of get locked in and, and dialed in. But um, there's going to be a really nice quarterback battle. Uh, in Nashville, and I think that could spark some things within the team, and that could spark some other competition at other positions as well. Even if there isn't quite uh, a a as big of a battle, but you know this is gonna this is gonna give Vanderbilt a lot of publicity. This is gonna give them some storylines to be excited about coming into the season, and this could be nothing but good news for for the Commodores. Now, what what Diego Pavia brings to the table? Well. Here's what he brings to the table. He is a uh, he threw for all, he threw for we'll call it three thousand yards. Uh, he completed sixty percent of his passes, and he was the Conference USA Offensive Player of the Year. He was voted captain uh, for two seasons. He had twenty six touchdowns uh, to nine interceptions rushing. He scored seven touchdowns on the ground. Had one hundred seventy seven carries, and. With 928 yards on the ground, so we'll call it a thousand. So 3,000, 1,000, uh, and scored uh, over. He scored. If I'm doing the math correctly, he scored 33 touchdowns. It's too late to do math. I don't know, but uh, this this is a huge, huge get for for somebody. He brings a lot of moxie to the team, and I I think for a team that's starving for somebody that has a lot of swagger, a lot of confidence. I think this is a huge, huge deal because 
Diego Pavia does have that. I mean, you, you saw there was an incident, <laughs> unfortunate incident, but there was an incident at bowl practice where he um, he, he peed on the logo, uh, New Mexico's logo. Uh, it's not the greatest of news, but like to have the confidence to do that just shows you kind of where you are as far as being able to be a leader. Because like when the quarterback steps into the huddle, you have ten you have ten sets of eyes looking at you. Like you're the guy, and you've got to be in command of that huddle. And he was now. I I'm not I'm not saying now that Diego Pavia is automatically the starter, and that Nate Johnson is yesterday's news to be thrown out with a trash heap. Now Nate Johnson has everything that I've talked about. Um, he has just as much confidence in Moxie as well. So, um, but Diego Pavia comes into the huddle, and and you know that you know that it's his huddle. It's his it's his show. And he he's going to tell you what it is, and that's that's a good thing. That's what this team needs. Like they need a leader that's going to step in and just start, you know, doing this a little bit. Uh, I think Vandy lacked that uh, last year. I think they had that a little bit with Ken Seals. I think Ken Seals was a was a pretty good leader, but even then, like you didn't really see it, or at least outwardly. But I think Pavia, the way he plays, with the grit he plays with, with the, uh, you know, just. Being able to being a true dual threat player, he's like like Tim Beck is familiar with with using him in his system. Like he's got some experience with him. He knows how to beat Auburn apparently, um, and and he's and I'm gonna do a further breakdown of Diego Pavia as as I now start to watch film. But this uh, but this breaking right before I started recording. Um, but yeah, we got plenty of episodes this week. Friday's episode is gonna be a huge breakdown on Diego Pavia's game. So. Be ready for that. And, uh, you know, I'm, I'm excited about it because, again, the guy can do it all. And and he just – just watching him, how he carries himself. Like I watched I watched the New Mexico State-Auburn game, um, and then um, I watched him in the bowl game um, because, well, they were the only bowl game on, truthfully. Uh, and I had a little bit of a soft spot for New Mexico State uh, with my time uh, during uh, Illegal Motion. We kind of like – talked about them a little bit because they were kind of like our team in conference USA because uh, we covered the entire country. So again, it's a great get man and a true leader, a captain, somebody that's just going to come in and I, I think he's going to win the, win the team over. So, you know, just there's a clip of him and Vandy six, two uh, posted, but there's a, uh, <laughs> there's a clip of him making a tackle on interception where he picks the guy up and slams him and then causes a, uh, a little tussle. That's like, that's the kind of thing you need out of, out of your out of your quarterback. That's the kind of swagger you need. That's the kind of moxie. I can't say the other word, but that's the kind of moxie that you need out of your starting quarterback. And that's a guy that if you like, I know that if I'm a receiver and I'm busting my, you know what, trying to trying to play, and I see my quarterback do that after an interception. If I'm an offensive lineman and I'm grinding. Like I'm gonna grind extra hard now. I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna push that push through any ailment that I have, any injury that I have. I'm gonna block that extra second to protect a guy like Diego Pavia, right? And I may do the same for Nate Johnson. I'm not saying I'm not disparaging Nate Johnson, but like I'm I really like this kid. I really like the quarterback situation at Vandy. I think Vandy's got two really good veteran guys, and I think they got two really good freshmen coming in. I think you're going to have a, a top four that's insane. And unfortunately for Drew Dickey, he's like kind of the odd man out, unfortunately. And then uh, uh, 
Berkowitz or whatever his name is, uh, Berlowitz is, is also kind of the odd man out. I think you, you might see a couple of those guys transfer, but you know, it's, it's, uh, it's, it's, it's going to be interesting. And, and to have a true quarterback battle again, I circle back to that point, having competition, is going to be is going to bring out the best. Either Nate Johnson is going to one of these two guys is going to have to win the job now, and I love that because like you're going to get optimal Nate Johnson, you're going to get optimal Diego Pavia, hell, you're going to get optimal uh, Saint Hilaire and optimal Whit Muschamp. Like you're going to get performances out of them. Uh, although I, I don't think they're going to be uh, in true contention for the starting quarterback job. I think it's a two person race, but you know you're going to get you're going to get every bit of every bit of Nate Johnson and, and Diego Pavia. This spring game and this spring practice and uh, fall camp scrimmages and stuff are, are going to be insane watching those two kind of go at it, especially when they go good on good uh, in those 11-11 periods. And you're going to see you're going to see some battles, man. And I think whoever comes out of this heap, I think Tibet is really good at pushing and pushing and pushing. And I think that's one of his strengths is being able to get a lot out of his quarterback, and I think that's what he did a really good job of getting out of Diego Pavia. Can he bring that out of Nate Johnson, compete, push for the job? Uh, can Diego Pavia – well, actually, Diego Pavia is the one coming in now pushing for the job because Nate, Nate Johnson was was in the house first. So he's he's currently the, currently the leader in the clubhouse kind of by default before they start practice, and he'll probably be the top of the pecking order because he's been in workouts right now. Um, but uh, it's – you know, and I think I, I don't know. I don't know if Pavia is going to have a chance to practice in the spring with him. Uh, probably not. He probably won't be able to join him until the until the summer, which is an advantage for for Nate Johnson, to be honest with you. But um, fall camp is going to be fun. Fall camp is going to be going to be electric, man. Because Nate Johnson, he may come out uh, of spring as a starter, but he's not going to. It's not going to be a comfortable position for him, and that's a good thing. Right, that's a very, very good thing. So Diego Pavia, more to come on him because uh, this he's a fun, he's going to be a fun quarterback to kind of break down a little bit and just kind of really get into the dimensions of of his game. I wish I could show some video, um, and uh, if I could show some video, that would be incredible just to kind of break him down like I did for Nate Johnson. But um, again, Vanderbilt welcomes Diego Pavia to the mix going to be a great move. It's a great, great move. You add just more veteran presence. You add Moxie to that room, which is some Moxie is just something that this team needs in general. And Pavia brings, brings even more of that to the table. And that's, that's like some of the stuff that he did is the stuff that people rally around. And that's, that's going to be the true essence of what Diego Pavia can bring to this quarterback race and to this quarterback position. He may bring the it factors, Nate Johnson may be more talented. Only time will tell, but this is going, like I said, this is going to be a really, really fun battle. So when we get back, I'm going to tell you how Clark Lee has to, uh, has to fix this defense because uh, it's rough. We'll talk about that next. All right. We are presented by eBay Motors. So do you have passion, drive, and patience? What brings home the winning trophy is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. From superchargers, roof racks, and exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, style, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. 
With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay, guaranteed fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. So keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. eBay guaranteed fit. Only available to U.S. customers. That was the really fast part at the end of the commercials that you that you normally get that you can't ever understand. It's like the fine print. All right, welcome back. It is uh, segment number two here on the Locked On Vandy podcast on the Locked On Podcast Network. Uh, your team every day. Thanks for making us your first listen. And when you when you make us your first listen, please make sure you go over to Locked On SEC. Make them your second listen. They do a tremendous job over there, and it should not be overlooked. And uh, I cannot understate. I cannot state that enough. So, um, yeah, love it. So we talked in the first segment about Diego Pavia and the, the it factor he brings to the offense. Now, what he's going to be able to do offensively, I think, is be able to breathe life into this team. And I think you're going to see that kind of affect the team across the board because when the offense is good, they're making exciting plays, they're, they're moving the chains, they're scoring points now, the crowd is into it, now if the crowd's into it, maybe you see more black and gold in the stands, maybe there's a little bit more noise. Well, that affects the defense and the special teams too, right? Just as much as having a terrible offense or a terrible special teams affects the defense, it affects the defense either way. And it affects it in a good way because now that now the defense has got a little juice, the crowd's into it. You got Diego Ma, uh, Diego Pavia scored a touchdown, and he's and he's got the crowd all jacked up. Or or Nate Johnson just threw a dime in the corner of the end zone to uh, Jer- Jeremiah Dillon, and the crowd is just freaking jacked up, man. And that you know you're up like you're up like. 21 to 10 on Kentucky and the crowd just can't, they're just beside themselves. Uh, well, I don't want to say Kentucky. Let's not get ahead of ourselves. They're up 21 to 10 on Virginia tech and the crowd is just beside themselves jacked up. They're making, they're finally making noise. They're finally making themselves as a present uh, presence. You got the, uh, you got the horns going on the bulldozers. Like you got the guys waving their hard hats in the air, all that good stuff, man. You got the crowd just juiced. Well, Let's let's keep one thing in perspective. This was a bottom ten percent defense last year, and uh, I guess the only way you could go was up, right? You fired defense coordinator Clark Lee says, "You know what? I'm gonna take over defense. Right? I'm gonna hire my safeties coach is going to be the defensive coordinator from New Mexico State because we are the Vanderbilt Aguidors." Now they're not the Commodores of the Aggie doors now. Um, so we're hired Melvin Rice. He was a, he was a defense coordinator over there. Um, I, I don't know. He was a co-defense coordinator. So I don't know who was responsible for, for play calling. I, I think he was, um, but uh, you got, you have a guy with coordinator experience. You have another guy with coordinator experience that you hired as an off the field role, kind of like the defensive version of what Jerry kill is going to be for Tim Beck. So you have those guys in place and they got kind of like this triad of 
defensive brain trust going on where Clark Lee can be like, okay, this is what we want to do. He's gonna, he can set it up and he says, all right, I'm going to go be a head coach for a minute. You guys, you guys nail this down. Uh, I'm going to call the plays on game day, but you guys nail this down. Um, Melvin, I'm going to teach you how to call plays, um, but I'm going to model this for you. But you guys kind of take this. I'll take this and I'll go be the head coach. And we're going to, this thing's going to be all right. So, I think he's going to improve this defense tremendously because like the way he calls things, I think is a little bit more in tune to what Vanderbilt needs and Vanderbilt needs to be aggressive. They've got the, they've got the pieces now to be aggressive. They've got some really good edge rushers, which I think if you watch Notre Dame, uh, they kind of predicated themselves on having those, those big time edge rushers like, Jerry Tillery was was one of the names that really stands out to me. I can't remember any of the Notre Dame players, but um, I just know that they had some really good edge rushers. And and when they played, uh, I think when they squared off with Georgia those two years with Clark Lee as defensive coordinator, they were uh, they played them really tough. And Georgia had a hard time on the edges with them. And so um, that's something that Clark Lee is going to do. He's going to move those defensive linemen, so he's going to get slightly smaller, quicker, faster guys and just move them around, dart them around. He's going to bring guys off the edge. He's going to twist guys. His linebackers are going to be very, very active. He's going to have some guys uh, playing safety that that's that's going to be that's going to have a lot of heavy run responsibilities. He's going to have one run responsibility safety. The the other free safety is going to be a uh, a, a more pass centric guy, and and they might play some more man coverage. They might play some more cover one, some things like that. I'm I'm really kind of deep dive more into Clark Lee what he did at Notre Dame, break it down by situation and just kind of like talk about it as we go. Um, I'm going to extend scheme Friday into like pretty much make that every day where we kind of talk about different aspects of, of what Clark Lee is going to do. And as a coach, that's the perspective I can bring you. Like I can kind of give you, I'm not going to be this insider journalist. That's going to break news for, for Vanderbilt. Like if you're, if you're looking at this show uh, for that, you're, you're not going to find it. Um, because that's not what I am. Um, I'm a guy that's going to break down the game, and I'm going to be the guy that tells you why a certain thing happened from a coach's perspective. Like, hey, why did he call this? What is the purpose of this? Like, a lot of those dumb decisions you hear about might not be so dumb. Like national championship, a lot of people overreacted. And at first glance, you had every right to uh, overreact at the last play, especially if you're an Alabama fan. Well, when you look at it from a coach's perspective – it was actually a pretty good play call. It just one little breakdown in the execution of it. And it's, uh, you know, it's not good, but like you have a center that's struggling, like, uh, you know, as a co on the flip side, I have a center that's struggling and I don't know, like you got to find some way to help him out at some point. And, you know, I, I don't, I don't know that, you know, he just had a tough night. Let's just let's just be honest about that. But yeah, that, that's the perspective I'm bringing, right? So with Clark Lee, I, I just think he, I just think the aggressive nature that he's going to bring to this defense is is automatically going to give it a jolt. Uh, and I think that's why some of these guys had transferred in, like Zaylen Wood from MTSU, uh, Cordray Sindor from Purdue, uh, Randon Fontenet from uh, from TCU, the two corners that come in. Uh, Marlon Jones and uh, Colby Taylor, those guys coming in. Uh, I, I think that's why they're coming in because, like, th- they, they see this defense of like, you know, like Colby Taylor is a guy 
uh, six foot four. He's an imposing guy out there. Uh, you look out there and you see him, and you're just like, oh crap. Doesn't matter how good he is, you're still going to kind of freak out because dude's just long, man. <laughs> if he runs with you, he gets that big old long go go gadget arm up there and just snags one out of the air. You're going to be like, Jesus, like that's just a tough target to throw on just because of the sheer length, man. Like, just imagine him in press coverage, man. He got that big old long arm. He just, he just, just sticks it right in your chest. Good lord, man! Like that's going to be, like that's going to be fun to watch, man. Like Fanny doesn't have six four corners. They do now. Marlon Jones is, is is a really good get at corner. They have some guys coming in the portal. Like they have three early enrollee uh, freshman edge guys. They're going to be really good. They're going to have some roles carved out for them. They have some really good interior defensive linemen. They're going to play a big part. I think you're going to see some guys that weren't originally going to be counted on because of kind of like the scheme change a little bit and because Clark Lee is seeming to take more of an active approach in this whole thing, which I don't know why the first three years he kind of sat back. I mean, he was a little bit more active um, last season, unfortunately, but like in the five and seven season uh, where they almost went to a bowl game, I just – I don't know where that magic went, but like he fired the coordinators. He's got really good people now on staff. He's got really good advisors. And I think he's going to get some good advice and I, he may just coach his way out of this thing. And I think I'm going to use this example and this, I, you know, I don't know how it's going to turn out. Like I think Clark Lee and Matt Eberflus are going to like kind of find out at the same time, like how their strategy is going to work out for him. Cause like Matt Eberflus with the, with the, with the uh, bears, as soon as he took over play call on the defense, their defense immediately got like 10 times better. And he saved his job. He saved his job despite losing and losing and losing and losing and losing. He saved his job. He had to fire his offense coordinator, but he saved his job. Because his defense drastically improved, and, and management, uh, the owner and the GM saw that. I think Clark Lee doing that is a little bit kind of in that same regard. Like he's every bit on the hot seat, but uh, him doing this and taking over the defense, I think, is a step in the right direction. I think getting all the help that he's getting is a step in the right direction. But uh, you know, again, bottom ten percent defense from from a year ago. I've said it before. I'll say it again. He's going to ignite this defense, and I'm excited about it. I'm here for it. So uh, when we come back, uh, just because I have to, they played against Auburn. It was ugly. I'll tell you why here next. All right. This episode is also brought to you by FanDuel. Well, the NFL season obviously has wrapped up. The, the first round of the playoffs, the wild card round has wrapped up as well. But there's still time to get in on the action with FanDuel, which is America's number one sports book. Right now, new customers can get a 150 can get $150 in bonus bets guaranteed when you place a $5 bet. That's $150 in bonus bets. Win or lose. Man, it's phenomenal. You should sign up. So the app is so easy to use. There's so many different ways to bet, like live same-game parlays. You can find bets in the new Explore tab. You make a parlay in the Parlay Hub, the best way to find popular bets or the best way to find popular parlays, and more. You can go with the standard boring spread if you want to. So visit FanDuel.com slash LockedOn and make your first bet a layup. FanDuel is the official partner of the NFL.
All right, welcome back. Uh, it is our third and final segment. We got a few minutes left here in the show, but I want to thank our everydayers because without you, you this wouldn't be possible. This whole journey of the Lockdown Vandy podcast wouldn't be possible. It's a fun. It might end up being a fun time to be a Vandy fan. Like I, I think some people are starting to come back. You're, I think some people are starting to see that. Hey, hey, Vandy's getting some positive love in the. Uh, in the media field. Um, but, uh, there's some good things happening. There's some things to be positive about. And I'm hope I'm hoping that I can be the one to shine some light on that, uh, amongst all the negativity. And so thank you everydayers for making all this possible. There's a lot of you out there and I appreciate it. And I, and uh, make sure you leave in the comments that you're an everyday or if you're an everydayer, uh, so that I can give you the proper shout out. So you can follow us on social media at locked on Vandy X and IG. And of course, my personal tw- my personal account, which is right there. So anyway, uh, I have it. Basketball woes. It. I. I just. I. They're running out of things to say. <laughs> um, and because it's the only thing that's happening right now, it's just brutal. It. It's just brutal. Um, Auburn just Auburn just dismantled. I'm not even going to say the final score, but Auburn just annihilated Vanderbilt. And at one point, Vanderbilt was in the lead. Like, they got off to a good start. Oh, boy. But they go ice cold several times. I think, like, they went on, a like, a 12-minute stretch with, like, just scoring only, like, four points. Like you can't be that bad shooting. You like just watching them against Auburn. It's like watching. It'd be like watching Alabama. Actually, no, I'll tell. You, I'll use. I'll use the uh, national champions this year. It's like watching watching Michigan play a middle school team. Like it's just it's such a. It's just such a canyon of talent difference, like in coaching. Like Auburn's moving. They're running. They're hitting. They're, like. It just it seems like they're just playing on air. It just seems like it's like a practice run, and they're just like, you know, whooshing the ball around. You know, they're just just zipping the ball here, there, and everywhere, and boom, nailing threes, and boom, hitting it wide open dunks and layups and shots and every like any possible shot that you could have made, they made. Like they they just couldn't cover. Vandy couldn't cover. Vandy was too slow. Vandy can't move. They can't communicate. They're just they they've got no instincts. They just didn't seem like they, I and just didn't seem like they watched Auburn play at all ever, and they were just completely surprised. It'd be like if me and like the teachers at James Lawson High School went out and played the the Bulls. Like they would just they would just run us to death, and that's what that's what uh, Auburn is doing. Uh, Vandy they can't you know still can't shoot. Don't understand that. Still can't shoot. Why? That's I just I just want to know why. Why can't you still shoot? Why like why why are we at this point of the season and you still can't shoot at all? At all. Can't shoot at all. It's bad. It's uh well um Vandy has uh has all their wins by ten plus points. Um they beat down Arkansas, they have, um, well, they're, it's just bad. <laughs> I mean, Auburn's a good team. I know it's a spirit. I'm not saying like they're losing to a pitiful team by any stretch, but like 
I just think the way they lose is it just seems to be the same things every time they step on the floor. The same things, whether they're home or not. It's the same things. And like when you look at that, you've got to see that and say, it's not good. We can't be losing by the same margins. We can't be losing for the same reasons. Like we have to improve something. If you 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 can't be a terrible shooting team if you have no presence down low. Like you can get away with like you can get away with not being a good shooting team if you have a presence down low. If you have somebody, if you have one or two guys and you'll get rebounds and, and second chance points, like you or if you got somebody that can drive and and attack, like you can be not as sharp of a shooting team. But like Ezra Man Ezra Manion can get to the basket every once in a while, but like that's not really like that's not really his game. He's more of like a He's more of like a scoring distributor. Like he's going to distribute, and then he's gonna he's gonna get he's gonna create open looks for himself. Like he's got to have somebody. He's got to have somebody that can shoot on the perimeter that can open things up. And that's what Jason Rivera Torres is supposed to be, but he's not consistent. Yeah, and he's he got in foul trouble tonight, and so like that's not good. Just not not good things from basketball. I. I, I don't know how much longer I can hang on. Like this is a third segment topic now, which normally would have probably been a lead topic, but like they just got to figure something out in basketball. Like I'm, they just they just have to. And well, that's where I'm at with that. Well, that's where I'm at. <laughs> and speaking of Auburn, uh, before I let you go, um, it, it seems like. Uh, Auburn is probably not loving all this uh, New Mexico State hires and and uh, additions in the transfer portal uh, because well they lost to them. So uh, Zach, coming for you, buddy. Uh, the 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 Vanderbilt Aggie doors are going to get at least one SEC win this year, and it's going to be against Auburn because. New Mexico State's going to go two and zero against Auburn in the last two seasons because we got New Mexico State. Yeah, no, it's going to be fun, man. Um, Zach, we'll have to do a we'll have to do a uh, if you're listening to this, if you catch this little golden nugget here, we're going to have to do a crossover at some point. Just kind of talk about the hilarity of what's happening here and and just the. It's it's insane. So uh, anyway, but that's going to do it for us here at the uh, Locked On Vandy podcast on the Locked On Podcast Network. I thank you for listening again uh, to you everydayers. I can't thank you enough. If I thank you enough, I can still thank you more. And uh, keep keep it coming. Keep keep spreading the word. Get want to get to a thousand by by football season. I think that would be the that'd be the best goal that we could have. And so uh, I'm pumped. You should be pumped too. And uh, we'll get this thing. We'll get this thing going. But this is the Locked On Vandy podcast on the Locked On Podcast Network. I'm Corey Burton. We'll see you back here tomorrow. Anchor down.